Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And I have a question for all of you HR people leaders out there. Are you tired of the manual, tedious, time-consuming that you call HR reporting? That's right. We know when a lot of you are looking to bring your data together to understand, to better understand your workforce and the insights and metrics that go behind your workforce, you're typically logging into a bunch of different HR systems, pulling out messy spreadsheets, trying to turn that into some type of bigger spreadsheet or PowerPoint or something to tell a data-driven story of your workforce. And we know you're always thinking and dreading this process that there has to be a better way. Well, there is, and it's called employee cycle. That's right. We have an all-in-one people dashboard ready for you to connect all your different systems so that we can help you pull all your people data into one place with pre-built connectors to systems like Bamboo HR, namely ADP, Paylocity, Trinet, Greenhouse, Reflective, Lattice, 15.5, you name it. We can help you pull all that data into one place, helping you to automate your HR reporting and analytics process. We would love for you to go to EmployeeCycle.com. Check us out. And if you're interested, please schedule a demo today. But that's enough about me and our company because we have a great guest on our show. So please help me welcome to the podcast, Carrie Weckelo. She's the COO of Actualize Consulting. And today we're discussing how to make your remote workforce feel connected. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) I don't think I've ever gotten a warm welcome like that. I love it. You deserve it, Gary. You deserve it. So, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show today. And we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, which is asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Well, I started my career in consulting. And when Actualize was being formulated, I started when it was two years old. We had five employees. And I just used my consulting and process and systems experience to help build out the company. And HR is part of my role as the COO, and I love it. Awesome. So today we're talking about how to make your remote workforce feel connected. And this is something that a lot of HR and people leaders are thinking about, especially if their company wasn't remote before or at least had some type of hybrid workforce environment or experience. And so with so many people working remotely now, and they may be working in a silo, they may be living by themselves. The first question that I have for you is, what does it mean to even feel connected in the first place? Who who would you want your employees to feel connected to? Is it connected to the company, connected to their coworkers, connected to the purpose of their work? What does that mean? I think all of the above. I I want them to feel like they're adding value, that people are seeing them. They have opportunities to be connected on all levels because I think that's one of the things that people have been feeling is disconnected from their family, their friends, their coworkers, not being able to see them as much in person. So let's break down some of those ways to make your employees feel more connected. And let's first talk about being connected to the company itself. What does that look like? And and what does that really mean 
to be connected to your company, even though you're now working remotely. Right. And the good news for Actualize is we had been had a hybrid approach pre-pandemic. So that's something that I've been very focused on is how to ensure um, our people are feeling connected within the organization. And I think that means that they have a purpose in their work. They feel like they're adding value. They feel like they have a community that they can go to with their peers, their teammates, and even across the organization. So one of the things that we've been doing, we have different practice groups, is we've been doing cross-practice group session, small session, group session, so they can get to know more people within the organization. Right now, we're doing a wellness challenge where we have people from different groups on different teams and having team lunches, daily check-ins. And it's just been a really nice way for people to feel more connected with with um, their other people in the company. And when you're coming up with these different methods and initiatives to make your workforce feel more connected, are you doing any type of surveys so that the employees can tell you what they're thinking? Or are you huddling up with management or within your operations team to figure this out? What does that look like? Absolutely asking. I'm a big fan of surveys in moderation with not very many questions, right? I mean, you don't want to get a questionnaire with 30 questions on it. So for instance, when I knew we were going to continue having to do virtual networking, team building, social events, I sent out a survey of what are you most interested in? And those are the activities that I've been focusing on. And the wellness was at the top. We have also done cooking and like cocktail making classes. That was on the top of the list. We've also brought in that I'm locally in Northern Virginia, so brought in the DC Improv to do a comedy kumite, which is almost like a little competition, which people really love that. So I'm getting ready to schedule one more of those. So I wanted to be engaging to the people and things that they are interested in. And another thing that we did is, you know, they really want to be able to talk to people individually. So using the Zoom functionality where you can have breakout sessions and just rotating who you're talking with in the organization, that's been a powerful tool as well. I love improv personally. Uh, Me too. I miss miss live comedy so much. (laughs) Same, same. Every city that I visit, I try to go to the local improv Please. Me too. I it's do too. Cool. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to swap some notes <laughs> exactly. after this. We will. <laughs> so this is interesting. You're doing these types of improv cooking classes. And I know a lot of people were doing them throughout the pandemic, specifically in the, the very beginning. They were just trying to figure out what do we do and scrambling to just throw out any type of event possible. But now that we've gotten into a groove where People are really starting to get settled in in whatever type of remote or hybrid remote work experience that they're in. Do you think there's still room or interest for people to still want to do that type of stuff? And if so, what do you think that will look like moving forward? Well, what I've seen is that, and I've done a lot of reflection on this because being a company that has multiple offices in multiple countries and the majority of the time we are working remotely and when we are going in, we're going to client sites. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be with somebody from Actualize. So this has been something that I've been focused on for going on 
you know, 16 years. But what I've actually been grateful for is that I believe the virtual events gives me an opportunity to connect further and a, a, a larger reach and really get people to meet people like them. We, we just opened a new office in Mexico. They've had so many opportunities to meet people virtually. Whereas if we would have opened the Mexico office, you know, pre pandemic, I wouldn't have had all those things in place. So I actually feel like there is room, but you have to keep being creative. You have to keep asking your people what they want, what they need, what are they interested in. But I think it can really enhance the way you connect your team members together if you use, once we do open up to more in-person, but you use this as a supplement to connect cross-organizationally. Interesting. Got it. So let me ask you this. As you continue to think about people being connected to their company and the purpose of their work, what does that mean for the purpose side? And who are a part of that group that is reaching out to this person or to the individual contributor or the manager or whoever to make sure that regardless of what's happening in the world and regardless of how your company has been impacted based off of what's happening in the world, that their work still matters and they still have purpose. What does that look like? Because I'm sure a lot of people are trying to figure that out. Sure. And the way that we account for that is adding it into when our people are setting their goals for the year is we're asking them questions on, you know, what, what inspires you? What do you like most about your job? What do you want to accomplish this year? And are the, all supervisors, I look, I mean, we are under a hundred people. So I have the, you know, I can't, I do have the capacity to look at everybody's, but that's where I get the most information of how I need to support certain individuals. Now, some people might just want to status quo. They don't, you know, they just want to do their client work. They don't really want to get promoted, but the people that want to get promoted or the people that have things that I might need to help with, or their supervisor, somebody else within the organization, and make sure that they're getting the support that they need so they can feel like they're adding value and really going back to what they're aspiring to do. And that changes year over year. So that's why we do that initial, like, what do you want to do at the beginning of the year? But then we also check in mid-year to ask the same questions because you know, things change. They ebb and flow. You could have a major life event and that changes your focus at work, but we still want to support you however we need to do that. And I think that that helps people feel connected because they feel supported. Got it. When it comes to managers and individual contributors feeling connected, and especially from the manager side, how are you preparing managers to feel, to to make sure that they are connecting with the people that they're managing, but at the same time, they're not being so overwhelmed or they're not being, or they're not overwhelming the people who they're managing because it feels like now they're micromanaging since they can't see them. Mm-hmm. I think it has to come down to trusting each individual. <laughs> and, and I think we talk about that a lot with accountability and that's part of how we're looking at performance as, are you being accountable? So if you're being accountable, then your supervisor can trust you. So I think it's more training on that's one of our core values is that accountability and trust as an organization. And that kind of 
helps to alleviate that micromanaging piece. Got it. Doesn't 100% get away with it from it because, of course, people are going to, I mean, you know, I find myself micromanaging all the time and I have to rein it back. But I'm a recovering, you know, micromanager, so I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm glad you're going to micromanagement anonymous. Exactly. Yes, yes. (laughs) Personal self-reflection is very key. (laughs) So when it comes time to make and allow your employees to feel connected to each other, I know that the events can make them feel connected, but that still seems to be something that they're all watching. And I don't know how interactive any of this is, but talk to me about how you are still providing the opportunity for people to talk to each other, work with each other, whether it's around work or to to recreate what it would look like if they just walked into each other and just had the water cooler chat that we call it. What does that look like? So a couple of ways. I mean, one is using the breakout sessions in Zoom because that can be like the more one-on-one type of conversation. So really utilizing technology. So when we do have bigger meetings, they still are getting that one-on-one or maybe, you know, maybe four people are in a breakout session. That's one way. And then we actually just launched where we're allowing, um, they have to get approval, but lunches and instead of because people used to be able to go to lunch and charge it in but now we're allowing them to use uber eats and they can ask if they can set up meetings and so like with the wellness challenge most of the teams are doing team lunches um ordering salads together and just talking about wellness so we just launched that and it's been everybody's super excited because that gives them a way to have lunch with somebody and they can do one-on-one, they can do their team. We didn't put any parameters other than you have to get approval and be mindful. Got it. Interesting. So I like this theme that we're talking about going across all the different ways employees can feel connected. So another area that I just thought about is around mission, vision, values. Sometimes companies will have those splattered all across the wall. Sometimes you have them in notebooks that you give to your team. Other times it's only in your employee onboarding deck and then people don't ever see it again. Sometimes people talk about it in their town halls or their stand-up meetings. But for you, how do you keep the employees connected to the mission, vision, and values of your organization as everyone is now working remotely? Right. So we actually put that in so when you do your goals for the year, you, you're you looking at like the actualized goals too, and you're connecting to what we're trying to achieve as an organization. So that's one way. And I've written a couple books. One is Culture Infusion and one is Gratitude Infusion. And those are our case studies. But you have to, we are, everything is around our people and our projects. And we always lead every single meeting, communication with celebrating our people, what's going, you know, kudos that our clients have given. So everybody knows that our people are first and foremost to making our organization run. And that's, we start everything with that. Um, And then we're, we're a consulting company. So it's our people and our projects. I mean, that's really our business. So we focus everything around that. And I think you have to continuously and I use the word infused because it has to be continuous. You can't just do it like you said in the onboarding or people will never, never know what your, what your focus is. So you have to talk about it all the time. Got it. So you know, we're a data company. 
And so I have to ask, how are you measuring how connected your team is to the company? What does that look like? Is that an employee engagement survey? Is that connection? Is this a totally separate type of survey or questionnaire that you're asking? Because I'm sure that a lot of HR and people leaders who are listening are thinking, this all sounds great, but I would love to understand where are we now? What's the baseline so that I can figure out how to measure what's better? So how, how are you doing that? A couple ways. Um, we do look at our turnover rate. Uh, back before I started really focusing on the people, and I've been with Actualize for almost 16 years, and I've been focusing on our people for 11. The first year, first few years, I was very focused operationally, financially. But when I realized we had a problem, we were at 33% turnover. And now for the last four years, we've been less than 4% turnover. So that's one, looking at your turnover, looking at your average tenure of your, of your team members as well. And we used to do formal engagement on, you know, how are you feeling about the organization? And then I shifted that to adding that in the goals and then just doing smaller surveys throughout the year to gain input. But we've, now we've have um, quite a few awards that we've won. Uh, we've been a top place to work by the Washington Post. We're going on three years. We've been certified as a great place to work uh, for the last two years, and we just got best and brightest company as well. And all of those surveys are surveys to our employees. So we wouldn't be able to win those awards if our people weren't happy. So that for me is a huge, huge testament. Awesome. And the last thing I want to ask you, if there was any one thing that you would want someone listening to this to remember, if it was the only thing that they got from this and from what you said, what would it be? That's a great question. I would say, look at how you are engaging your team members and try to do something new. Try to be creative. Ask your people what they would be interested in doing and then schedule something. Carrie, thank you so much for talking about and discussing such an interesting topic and being candid and authentic and sharing your own experiences and helping uplift the HR community with this knowledge. So really appreciate you being such an awesome podcast guest. And once again, we, we really appreciate you being here. So, Carrie, thanks so much. <laughs> so, Carrie, where can, by the way, if, if you enjoy that applause for a small fee, I can do that anytime you enter the room. Nice. Okay. I would love that. Or, or, or anytime you get on the Zoom call. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to record it. <laughs> awesome. So, where can people find you and Actualize Consulting online? ActualizeConsulting.com um, is our website. And on LinkedIn, you can find me at Carrie Weckelow. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So everyone listening out there, if you enjoyed this interview as much as Carrie and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes because it shows that we're providing great content. Also, if this is your very first time listening to our podcast, and you either came here because you thought the topic was super compelling or because you're already a huge super fan of Carrie and you just had to hear what she was going to say, but now you're hungry for more of our interviews, then please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, 
please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.